this week on Hope for the Broken. God was no longer separated from us. Instead, we can enjoy a relationship with Almighty God, a sinful human. You, me, can enjoy the presence of a holy, righteous, almighty God. Why? Because our sins were atoned for. That's good news. And that's what Christmas is all about. But not only is the coming of the King good news, it is good news for what he says for all the people. Welcome to Hope for the Broken, the audio podcast ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Mount Pleasant, Texas. I'm your host, Austin Mahoney. We exist to become a gospel-centered community redeeming brokenness through hope in Jesus Christ. At Trinity, we believe we are all broken and in need of the redeeming hope found in Jesus. For more information about our church, visit us on our website at trinitytx.org. This week, we celebrate the birth of our Savior with a special Christmas message in our series, Let Earth Receive Her King. Here's our pastor, Chris Wigley, with part four titled, The King Has Saved. This morning, I want to just uh, do a brief devotional thought regarding Christmas. And I hope and pray that as we think about uh, this sermon series that we've been in, Let Earth Receive Her King, I hope that you think about this story, not only today, but tomorrow as we celebrate the birth of our Savior You know, uh, it it is contained in Luke chapter 2. I want to read the story, then I want to talk about three things, three thoughts I have regarding the Christmas story. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20 says this, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Now the King James Version says, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as it had been told them. This is the account of an announcement of a Savior being born. The angel tells us who this Savior is. It says that it is a Savior, Christ the Lord. Well, this ties us back to the very foretelling of Jesus' birth whenever an angel visited Joseph and Mary and said that God was moving and stirring and that you were a part of the plan, Mary and Joseph, and that you would bear a son from God 
whose name shall be Jesus, and he will be Emmanuel, God with us. This is the, the account of a promised, uh, of a fulfilled promise of a coming king. King Jesus, as we've sung and heard all this morning, is the Savior of the world. He has saved us, beloved. He has rescued us from our sin. And three things I want us to think about as we leave here this morning. First, the fact that the king has come and the king is saved is good news. The angel, when he appeared to the shepherds, their first reaction was fear. But he says, don't fear, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Now, I want you to know that the Bible tells us that any time a human being, most of the time that a human being has an encounter with an angelic being, it's, they're struck with fear. Why would humans be struck with fear from the appearing of an angel? Well, we would say, of course, that doesn't happen every day, right? And so that would certainly be startling. We would think of an angel, uh, as the scripture account tells us, that, that they were filled with the glory of God. And so the Shekinah glory of God would certainly capture our attention, right? But, but why would humans fear when an angel appears in such a way? Well, most of the time in the scriptures, when an angel appears like that, they're bringing news of God's wrath, not good news, And so this particular angel appearing to these shepherds in their fear says, do not fear. And let me give you a reason why you don't have to fear. Because the news that I'm bringing you is not bad news. It's good news of great joy. Now, when you think about this, you have to ask the question, why why the detail of the angel's appearing, striking them with fear. In fact, the translation says when it says that they were filled with great fear, the literal translation is they were filled with a massive fear. And here's why I think that they were filled with fear. They understood that Almighty God was a holy God. And they understood that they were sinful humanity. And sinful humanity cannot bear the very presence of God. Because he's so holy. He's, he's so perfect. And so I think that these shepherds were fearing for their life. They were fearing because they knew and understood that they were in the presence of holiness. And, and, and this is further compounded by their understanding of temple worship in those days. It's still today, Jews celebrate what is called Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And in the Day of Atonement, it was one day out of the entire year that one person could enter into a section of the temple called the Holy of Holies. This contained the the ark, which was synonymous with the very presence of God. And tradition tells us that the high priest would walk into the Holy of Holies with a rope around his ankles. In the event that the sinful high priest were struck dead by the holiness of God, an unauthorized person didn't have to go in and retrieve him. Instead, they could pull him out. Now, I don't know if that's just legend or if that really happened. But here's what that story, the telling of that, tells us. There was this sense of an understanding of the holiness of God. And there was also this understanding that sinful humanity cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. God. 
We as sinful humans cannot behold the Shekinah glory of God. And I think the shepherds feared for their lives that day. But here's why the shepherd says, don't fear. I'm bringing you good news of great joy. Because the baby that is being born will one day climb up on a cross voluntarily in your place and in mine and will satisfy the wrath of God by making atonement for our sin once and for all. And that was further proved when Jesus died on the cross. You remember when Jesus died on the cross, there were five miracles of the cross. One of those miracles is that the curtain in the temple tore from top to bottom. Now, why is that significant? Well, that very curtain, said to be about as thick as a man's hand, about 60 feet tall, separated the Holy of Holies from the remainder of the temple. And the detail that is given to us in the gospel accounts that it was torn from top to bottom means that God did that tearing. And he did that tearing at the moment of Christ's death for a specific reason. God was no longer separated from us, distant from us. Instead, we can enjoy a relationship with Almighty God, a sinful human. You, me, can enjoy the presence of a holy, righteous, almighty God. Why? Because our sins were atoned for. See, this is why the angel said, listen, on this day, shepherds, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear. Why? Because I'm bringing you good news of great joy because you will be forgiven of your sin. That's good news, and that's what Christmas is all about. But not only is the coming of the king good news of great joy, it is good news for what he says for all the people. Good news for everyone. The angel said in verse 10, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Here's the good news. This rescue provided and the Christ child is for anyone and everyone who would call upon the name of the Lord. Have you ever wondered why God chose to appear to shepherds? I mean, if I'm writing this story, like if I'm in charge of this story, you know who I'm appearing to? I'm appearing to the famous. I'm appearing to the influencers. Why? Because they're going to get the word out, right? I would want the whole world to know about this. But no, God chose to appear, that these angels appear to lowly shepherds. See, a shepherd's job was not something that was desirable. It was reserved for the lowliest of people, not people of prominence or influencers. The shepherds here in Luke 2 are simply that. We don't even know their name. More than likely, they're illiterate. And so the spoken word has to be spoken to them. Yet, that's who God chose to send an angel to. And furthermore, I want you to think about this. The very first people outside of Mary and Joseph to lay their eyes upon God himself in the, ba- in the form of a baby were shepherds. No name, uneducated shepherds. Listen, I think the reason why God did that is because he wanted you to know it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you are, I have come because I love you. You might be here today and you say, well, there's no way a holy God could love me. Pastor Chris, you don't know what all I've done. I am here to tell you that Christmas is proof positive that God loves you regardless of what you have done, regardless of who you are. 
In the appearing, in the revelation of himself to lowly shepherds, he is revealing himself to lowly you and me. This offer, this salvation is for all people. In God sending an angel to a shepherd, he communicated that he loves everyone. He loves the poor. He loves those that are not put together. He loves the forgotten. He loves the dirty. He loves the fake. He loves the authentic. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Christmas is proof that God loves you. See, the Savior's coming is good news of great joy, and it's for everyone. But thirdly, this is good news of great joy that is to be shared. It's to be shared. Look at what the shepherds did when they heard the news. Verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. A couple of things here. First is this. From the very onset, God set up the Christmas story as something to be shared. God revealed it to shepherds, and shepherds revealed it to everybody else. They made known, Scripture said. It is our job when we come into a relationship with Christ to make known to the world that a Savior has been born. It is Christ the Lord. But it is also revealed in the fact that they left glorifying and praising God in the highest. In other words, their lives were different once they met Christ. And that life that was lived that was different was a testimony unto itself that Christ has come. Now I want you to think about the other thing here. That's the first side of it's set up to be shared. The second part is to consider the shepherd's response. They came to the conclusion after God revealed himself to them through an angel that they wanted to go and see what happened. And they tell us, the scripture tells us how they went. It says they went with haste, with abandon, with speed. Immediately, they departed, and they wanted to behold what had been revealed to them. Now I want you to think what had to happen in order for them to do that. Remember, these are shepherds caring for a flock of sheep that could not be left to themselves or else they faced certain peril. So what does a shepherd do? If you want to leave with haste, when you've settled in for the night, they have to either find someone to watch their sheep for them so that they can leave in the middle of the night, or they had to gather up all of their flock and take them with them into Bethlehem. Either way, this is an inconvenience, am I right? I mean, if this is me, I'm like, dude, that's super cool, but guess what? I'll go see it in the morning, right? Like, I'm not getting up in the middle of the night with everything that has to happen in order to go see this. But these shepherds did just that. Here's what that tells us. If the shepherds could teach us anything this Christmas, it's that we should respond with haste to God's revelation in our life. But truth be told, we often miss God. Why? Because all we think about when God reveals himself is the hurdles that stand before us. We think this, well, I don't have time to do that, God. Or, or I'm not worthy enough to travel that road, God. 
Why are you speaking this to me, Lord? Do you see what all has to take place in order for that to happen? And all we see are the hurdles. But here's the deal. Listen, the shepherds teach us that when God reveals himself, we ought to run into what God has for us. You know, instead of coming up with excuses, instead of wondering, can I truly leave my life of sin Instead of thinking there's no way God's call could be upon my life, instead, respond to it and watch the Lord reveal himself in a powerful way. How is God revealing himself to you this Christmas? And what will be your response? I'm reminded of the prophet Isaiah who was worshiping the Lord. And the Lord cried out, whom shall I send? And do you remember what he says? He says, here I am, Lord, send me. Listen, the birth of Christ is a call from God to be obedient to him in all areas of your life. The shepherds were. But how will you and I respond to King Jesus? You're listening to Trinity Baptist Church's Hope for the Broken podcast. If you would like to learn more about this ministry, visit us online at trinitytx.org. That's trinitytx.org. Here's Pastor Chris to wrap up our time together. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad that you found this podcast. It is our prayer that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. It is our goal at Trinity to lead everyone into a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have questions about what it means to trust Jesus as the Lord of your life, we would love to connect with you please feel free to give us a call at 903-572-1959 or email us at info at trinitytx.org. If you are ever in the East Texas area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you. We pray that you have experienced hope today. If you would like to support the ministries of Trinity Baptist Church with a financial gift, you can do so by giving online. Simply log on to trinitytx.org and click the Give tab. Be sure to join us next week as we look into God's Word on Hope for the Broken.